The end of the Eagles season edition of the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gaming podcast network is brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines, download the hall of fame bets app or visit hrofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by cut cut is a peer to peer social betting platform. That's us based and available in 40 States head to cut.com. That's K U T T.com and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And there are only a few days left to get 15% off everything in the SGPN merch store with the promo code playoffs. Welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The Eagles certainly died hard, a hard, miserable death. That was the end of the 2023 season, starting out 10 and 1, going 1 and 6 the rest of the way. Embarrassing loss on the road to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, kind of a kind of crucible moment for the team, for the franchise. Nick Sirianni is back. Uh, but there is some hope. There is some hope. We have Vic Fangio, uh, new defensive coordinator. We have Kellen Moore, new offensive coordinator. I guess my big picture stuff on the Eagles and my working theory, for whatever it's worth, is that you know after that ten and one start, they or they were fighting through that Super Bowl hangover the entire time. They had the ten and one start, and then. Once they lost to San Francisco, I think subconsciously the team realized, hey, this isn't our year and kind of packed it in at that moment. Um, Unfortunate because we did have a talented team, but that's kind of where I'm at. Already looking forward to next season. Justin, thoughts on the end of the season? We're going to get into the coordinators, but where are you at with the Philadelphia Eagles? Um. You know, obviously it was it was a pretty epic collapse. Um, I, I think you know fan base completely turned at the end, uh, rightfully so. Um, but man, uh, really, I think there's just a lot to look at now, especially with the decision that's uh, the decisions that have been made, especially with keeping Sirianni. I know we talked about it. You know, in the coming weeks to the end of the season, not much had changed scheming-wise. Um, if we go back, you know, just to that Tampa Bay game, uh, it, you would have thought we would have been more prepared for the blitz. We didn't seem to have any answers whatsoever. Um, some of that you could chalk up maybe Jalen to a certain extent. We did see Goddard underneath for a couple of those uh, where you could have gotten it to him and Goddard got frustrated on the sideline, but even with that, I mean, there should have been more answers. And we all knew what was coming. We pointed it out going into the game. You just would have thought that there had been more done uh, within the offensive scheming in place uh, um, in order to, you know, take care of that. And it didn't happen. And I think that's what led to a lot of people thinking Sirianni was going to be out. Um, he's obviously not. I, I kind of, I guess, I kind of understand why they kept him. Culture is a huge thing. Um, and he seems to have been able to build that culture. Um, we had said, or at least I had said, if he lost the locker room, get rid of him. It seems like some of the guys backed him. I don't know how 
how many in the end will but uh yeah that's kind of where where i am is still kind of uh digesting everything that has taken place and whether you know keeping Sirianni is ultimately a good decision and i don't know i'm still still questioning it to be honest with you yeah i mean so officially are you in or out on the idea justin you think of keeping Sirianni? i mean at this point i'm gonna say i'm in uh i i like i said i kind of understand why they did it he's got the culture um are we just delaying the inevitable maybe they seem to have neutered him at this point i mean he says he's not it's not gonna be his scheme and with Kellen Moore, and we're going to get into that a little bit, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. But, uh, yeah, I guess I got to be in, and and hopefully Howie and, and Jeffrey uh, have made the right decision. I think also, sorry, I'm talking a little bit, but oh. I think also that's in large part due to the fact that, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to think, hey, are we going to get a new coach? And it happened kind of suddenly, and uh, maybe we could have taken a little bit more time looking for a new head coach, but uh, at this point, I think, you know, they, they want to go with Sirianni and see what they might be able to uh, keep going. Yeah. I mean, my takeaway was I, I was for uh, bringing Dick Sirianni back. I think in the three, you know, you got to look at his tenure as a whole. I understand how horrible it ended. I mean, it was so frustrating. The, the losses were frustrating, but I think the most frustrating part was that they kept happening the same way. The same issues, the same problems, the same inability to pick up the blitz, the same stale play calling, the same turnover issues, um, ball control issues, defense looking completely lost. And you would imagine as a head coach, you got to be able to adjust. You got to be able to fix some of those stuff. And I think in hindsight, firing Desai uh, as early as they did, switching to Patricia ended up being a huge mistake and added to the collapse of the team. That being said, his record, which is ultimately your judge as a head coach over three years, is really good. He got to the playoffs all three years, uh, got us to a Super Bowl. I mean, we've only been to um, four Super Bowls in franchise history. The fact that Nick Sirianni got to one in a three-year span, now granted, he has had a pretty good roster, but I think he does deserve some credit for you know, taking Jalen Hurts from, you know, a second round pick and helping him grow into an MVP candidate last year and an MVP candidate for the first 10, 11 games this year. I think he deserves credit for that. Um, now he's starting this season on an incredibly hot seat. And I, I see the case for why someone might want to just say, screw it, blow it up. But I, I still think there's enough good that he did in his tenure uh, to bring him back. Rob, you wanted Nick Sirianni out. Why would you get rid of Nick Sirianni? Oh, thank you for finally getting to me. Um, <laughs> one, I, I think, Sean, this season taught us that a win is not a win, right? You kept harping a win is a win. A win is a win for whatever it was, 10 or 11 weeks. And I keep kept saying there's problems here. There are problems. And we were glossing by it, and I think clearly that came to fruition. Um, we saw an epic collapse down the stretch, and the most troubling thing about it was uh, on multiple levels. I mean, it was one of the poorest coaching jobs I've, I can recall in the NFL because what was so troubling about it was 
they didn't even try to adjust. It was like the ship was sinking and they just kept going straight ahead. And, and, and it was like, they were too arrogant to even think they could try something different. I mean, you watch that offense down the stretch. They didn't change one thing. Like Justin said, we played the Bucks. We knew they were going to blitz us like crazy. We had no answers. It's like we hadn't even practiced it. I mean, I don't understand what the coaches were doing. Were they just like napping under the desk? I, I don't. I, it, it just like kind of blew my mind. Um, the defense was a disaster. We've talked about that at length. It just felt like there was no adult in the room to pull everyone together and you know actually try to fix something. I mean. These guys aren't idiots. There's tapes of successful offenses out there. Why don't you watch some of it and say, hey, why don't we install this play? Why don't we try this for this week? Why don't we do something? We didn't do any of that. I mean, by all accounts, certainly not by my eyes, and I haven't seen any other report that we actually tried meaningful change. So it was just such an epic collapse that, you know, Sean, I understand what you're saying. He's had a good tenure. But I just think the coaching job was so bad this year. What did he deserve, do to deserve to come back? I mean, basically, he showed us he came in as an offensive coach. He couldn't call plays. Steichen bailed him out. He loses Steichen. The offense immediately tanks again. Uh, the defense was a disaster. So, like, I, I just... Sirianni didn't prove to me anything to me in those last seven games. And, you know, to your point, Sean, you said, well, the players gave him some backing and they did uh, look, I, we heard a couple guys, Fletcher Cox, I think Kelsey, they gave him a backing. And, you know, one thing you never hear is he's a great schemer. He's a great, you know, this or that. It's always, he's a good guy. He's, we like Nick, he's got our back. And I believe all that. I think Nick is, is a good guy. I think the players like him a lot as a person, but it from in my opinion they quit on the they quit on him down the stretch so if he had the team that laser focused and they were backing him that hard why'd they quit because they did quit there was no fight in this team down the stretch let's call it what it was that bucks game was an embarrassment we were a more talented team and we couldn't do anything we were unprepared and they packed it in so that brings me to the, the decision with Sirianni and it's like okay you can keep them, which we did, and you just better hire the best coordinators possible because basically, you know, he's not doing anything on the schematic side, right? Um, you hire a great defensive coordinator, fine. We expected that you have a guy in charge of the defense. But offensively, you better hire have the best offensive coordinator you can. And the problem with that is, say you strike gold like we did with Stike in one year. So say, you know, all reports, I don't think it's official. I haven't seen anything official, but all reports are that we hired Kellen Moore. Yep. Um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But say he's gold. Probably gets a head coaching job next year, right? And then we're back to square one. We have a head coach who can't call the offense, and we got to strike gold again with an offensive coordinator. And the, the cycle just repeats. So I felt like, one... Nick didn't do anything to deserve saving his job down the stretch because of how bad it ended. It, even if they had won two of those games, I would have said, yes, he deserves to be back. Let him write the strip, uh, write the ship. So from my perspective, I would have brought in an elite offensive mind and paired him up with a senior defensive mind like a Fangio um, that would actually call plays as a, as a head coach because I, 
I personally believe that is the best recipe for stability in your organization. You see guys like Shanahan, LaFleur now, uh, McVay. I mean, how many coordinators have they have they lost? And it hasn't really affected the offensive productivity, right? Because they're the brains behind the operation. So that was my thinking. That's why I thought Sirianni had to go. That's why I leaned toward firing him. Let's bring in the next guy, the next regime. I mean, we basically got rid of every coach. It seems like we're getting rid of pretty much every coach except Sirianni. I'm sure we're keeping Stoutland. I would hope we're keeping Stoutland or that would not be good. Um, so it's almost like you're starting fresh anyway. Um, I, I just would have wiped the slate clean and, and started over. And not to mention, we have a $250 million uh, you know, player in Jalen Hurts who regressed this year. Um, and that's not good for business either. So, you know, Sirianni didn't do a great job in ele- continuing to elevate him as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's about, you know, Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, Nick Sirianni, you could look at, depending on how you factor it in, they both have one NFC championship. Uh, Nick did it, or no, now, sorry, two now uh, for Shanahan. But like win percentage, if you just go off wins or losses, Nick Sirianni has been more successful than Kyle Shanahan, than Lafleur, than some of these other guys you've named. So I mean, Sean, I though, it. in all fairness, do you honestly believe that Nick Sirianni is a better football mind than Kyle Shanahan? I mean, are you? Is that what you're saying here? No, well, I would say Kyle Shanahan's very good at designing plays, but he's also come up short in a lot of big spots uh, for the 49ers. You know, you look at his first few years, if they would have canned, you know, his first two years, they were 10 and 22, uh, his first two years. So if they would have canned him, then he never would have developed and grown as a head coach. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I don't think it's impossible for head coaches to get better. Um you know, I think in some ways Nick is a victim of his own success in that by getting to the Super Bowl last year, you immediately raised the bar incredibly high. Like if, you know, if they had, uh, let's say last, you know, this first year they were what, nine and eight lost in the playoffs. If this year had happened where they went 11 and seven or something like that. Uh, and then, and then the, the Super Bowl year just happened. Like some of it is because we went to the Super Bowl last year and the expectation became, Hey, you win a Super Bowl or the, the year is a complete failure. Now I get that he went way below that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm like Matt LaFleur, uh, you know, he hasn't won a, he hasn't won a Super Bowl and he's had Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think it's, I think, you know, it's easier to see the grass is greener on the other side, but I do think, you know, you just look at his wins and losses. I think he deserves some credit for that. I, I, I totally agree the collapse, but Justin, what's up? No, one thing I will say, and I agree with Rob. I mean, if he, if we had cancer, I would have, I could have slept well at night. It wouldn't have been a big issue for me. Um, but I will say if, if we're looking at positive things about Sirianni, I do think he's a motivated guy. I do think he's willing to get better. I, I think we totally saw that he got to be a bit in over his head and his lack of experience totally showed. Um, and you think about good coaches, and I'm not saying Sirianni is going to develop into either of these guys, but you know, Bill Belichick struggled in the beginning. Pete Carroll did as well. Pete's a guy who, you know, doesn't call plays, uh, but they were able to kind of turn it around and, and, uh, you know, get more football experience under their belt and and be able to, 
you know, be be extremely successful coaches. Uh, I, you would hope, obviously. I mean, that's the best case scenario. But I do think Sirianni is a guy who's really going to go back to the drawing board in the offseason. And I think he is an honest evaluator of himself. Um, so you hope that if he has enough intellect there, he's going to be able to change things and and right the ship a bit. And I know with Kellen Moore coming in, it seems like it's going to be um, Kellen Moore's scheme and he's going to be doing the play calling. Uh, but, it, you know, hopefully Sirianni has some insight into that as well and is able to learn from it because, as Rob pointed out, I mean, if thing, if all things go well, I mean, Kellen Moore is out pretty quickly. Uh, one season, if it works out, you know, great for us. Uh, maybe two if we can hold on to him for another one. But, um, you know, we're going to be stuck then with Sirianni if things do actually work out. Taking a quick break to talk about prize picks. Oh, man, Super Bowl right around the corner. And you know where I'm going to be uh, playing some daily fantasy. Simplified daily fantasy sports made easy. Of course, prizefix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizefix.com slash SGPN code SGPN. Oh, man. Uh, prize picks so fun. Higher, lower. Fortunately for the Eagles, a lot of lowers uh, towards the end of the season. But Super Bowl, I mean, it, I'm going to be going nuts because uh, you can do cross sports stuff as well. Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry, so many fun combos. Uh, I cannot wait to uh, just cash in. Uh, I mean, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. Doesn't get any better than that. Just go to prizefix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizefix.com slash SGPN, code SGPN. Prizefix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, like, if we get rid of Nick and start over with a new head coach, then you're it is a bit of a rebuild. So I know everyone, you know, my goal is to win a Super Bowl next year. And I do think Nick Sirianni, because of the continuity, probably gives us our best shot. Um, I mean, Sean, the only thing I'll say to that is this is essentially a rebuild, right? You're bringing in a, a new defensive coordinator with his own scheme, and you're bringing in an entirely new offensive scheme and coaching. So it's, pretty much as much of a rebuild as you can get without actually firing the head coach. I mean, there's not a lot of continuity. Maybe special teams will have some continuity, but, you know, they were pretty clear in the press conference. The coordinator's bringing in his scheme. It's not Nick's scheme. Um, and I know we've been running kind of Fangio scheme, but, you know, he's a little different. He's a little more 3-4. So, I mean, let's call it what it is. This is basically a rebuild with the same re head coach. Somewhat, yeah. but I, I will say, though, the, the culture thing and the way things are run from a day-to-day -day basis, I don't think are going to change much. And I'll give you that. The There's some continuity there. The head coach. But I, I agree with you, Rob. I mean, if you're looking at, like, these guys are going to have to learn a bunch of new shit, and they're going to have to learn it uh, pretty quickly, um, you know, in one off season here. And as you said, Fangio's, uh, I mean, decides a disciple of that. So is Gannon, but it is a little bit different. Um, and I am a little, I am a little curious how these veterans are now going to adapt to a guy like Fangio, um, who seems to be a little bit more hard-headed, old school, which I like personally because I think these guys need a little bit of a kick in the ass. Uh, but it seems like you know, uh, there's a lot of guys who have ill will towards him in uh, Miami now that he has left. 
Yeah, I mean, that would be my concern. I, one, if you're a rookie head coach, you're not winning the Super Bowl. So that you can just toss that out the window. And then two, you know, we have a bunch of veterans on this team. Um, it does seem like as much as we've been pissed off, the the veterans do still seem to respect Sirianni. Now, certainly, did they quit on him? Yeah, that's a huge problem. But you bring in a young uh, head coach who's never coached before with this team, I could see that going south pretty quick um and and maybe it uh, maybe it still goes south with nick uh, and then we fire nick and then it truly is that rebuild but to i i think you're underestimating the the role the head coach plays and like overseeing everything it, i mean i don't think it is just even even if you're not calling plays there's still a lot that a head coach does yeah well he said he might pop in a few defensive meetings so yeah I mean, that's the other thing you got you and the other haters in the thread were like, Oh, he said this. It's like, you know, he's not going to say anything you guys like. He's not going to be like, Hey, I'm a total idiot. Uh, I blew everything. I'm a loser. I don't know what I'm doing. You guys should have fired me. I don't even know why I have a job. Like, I, I mean, I don't take a ton from the press conferences when he had a horrible press conference. I didn't take much from it when he did the flowers thing. Everyone killed him. I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, but the, I mean, you look at the record from the flowers speech on, I know I know people are still using that now as like how he's a clown coach, but it worked for the guys. They, they went on a nice run after that flower speech. They had a really good 2022 uh, and they, you know, they didn't have a good 2023, but they, they still won some good games. Like they, they beat the bills. They beat the chiefs. They beat the dolphins. Like they Jalen hurts had 11 wins against the uh, playoff teams or, or something like that, uh, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I get it ended so sour. It feels like there was no redeeming aspects to the season, but they had some, there were some quality wins there early and you know, I, I still don't know completely what happened in the collapse. I think a lot of it was just, you know, a mental funk they got in because it's not like the talent changed tremendously. Um, you know, still swapping out the defensive coordinator it was a mistake. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's I, I'm still, I guess, optimistic moving forward that he can he can somewhat right the ship. Rob, over under before you will will you give Sirianni a full half before calling for his firing? Yeah, look, I, I mean, I thought the right move would have been to move on. But with that said, I'm not saying it can't work with them. I, I mean, I think they've hired uh, pretty good coordinators. Quite honestly, I'm happy with the hires. Um, so, I mean, look, if they're doing their jobs well, I, I, there's no reason the team can't have a great year next year. I mean, it kind of neutralizes, you know, Sirianni if he stays on the big picture and stays out of the offense and lets more do his thing with the offense truly, then I think we can have a really successful year. I mean, I, I think offensively, I just think for a lot of the season, the offense was scoring and doing things just on sheer talent. And at some point, I think sheer talent with no help from scheme, especially as maybe their bodies wore down, etc., just became tough. And I think teams figured it out and probably figured out while wow, they have five plays that they're running. Um, and, you know, next year to have an actual offensive coordinator that will scheme guys open, that will use motion and, you know, and, you know, have play action, run out of, you know, uh, 
not only use uh, shotgun, have Devontae Smith crossing across the field. I mean, I think it's just going to have like a, a monster impact on this offense. And, you know, one of the, uh, I don't want to jump ahead because we're going to, I assume, talk about each coordinator, but I'm excited for an answer for the blitz. Um, I mean, I just feel if I'm the Eagles, I would extend Devontae Smith in this offseason because I think he could have a monster year next year in the new offense. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's uh, let's get a little excited. Talk about some positive stuff, Justin. How do you feel about um, how do you feel about the Kellen Moore hire? To me, he was probably the best option. There's two ways you could go, right? You could go with a guy that has play calling experience that's available. So that's a select number of guys that have had play calling experience that are somewhat competent, or you go with like a total unknown, a, a quarterback. Uh, coach getting promoted to OC, like a Gerard Johnson from the Texans, promote him up uh, to OC, or like Brian Johnson last year, a guy you know that quarterback did really well the previous year. Hey, give him a shot at OC. They went with the vet route. What do you think about Kellen Moore? Are you are you excited? Optimistic? Where are we at? Look, I understand why they went Kellen Moore. It, it makes sense. And if I'm Lori, I probably go for it. And Howie, it's, it just creates the most stability. Yeah. And he's got experience. He's not bad. I, I do think, though, I would have liked a guy like Zach Robinson, somebody new, uh, you know, McVay, Shanahan type tree, um, who can bring in something, like I said, new and, and a little bit more exciting. Kellen Moore, I think you kind of know what you get with him, which isn't bad. Do not get yeah. me wrong whatsoever. As Rob pointed out, he adds the motion. Um, uh, he'll have some answers for the blitz. I think Rob shared with us too, you know, some solid stats when it came to uh, when he was in San Diego. Um, that being said, I am a little concerned about his play calling at times. That was always the issue when he was in Dallas, um, you know, in key situations. And part of that maybe is Dak. You know, Dak doesn't have a Dak good sucks. record when it comes to that. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I would have liked somebody else, to be completely honest, uh, somebody fresh. But um, I, I can certainly live with this decision, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad one. It's probably the most stable that you could get. The other thing I'm thinking, too, is if things don't work out, he probably is a decent guy to move into a head coaching spot if you see that the offense is playing well but we're not actually able to continue things going well with Sirianni. Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, to, to Rob's point, I think we have so much talent on the offense, like just a base level, a stable base level offensive coordinator really puts this offense, I think, in a pretty good spot. So you know, just some base level competency, whereas, you know, Zach Robinson, I get it. He's sexy. He's new. He knows Sean McVay. He probably has hair gel, like uh, exciting hire. He's going to change the world. There's the high, there's the highs of that. But then the low is where we got with Ben Johnson, where it's just a complete and utter fucking disaster. So Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah. oh Brian, what did I call him? Ben, ben. Uh, Detroit. Ben. Oh yeah. There you go. Uh, who also super sexy. Look at him on that Detroit sideline. Didn't know what he was doing at the end of the NFC championship game. Rob would have already, uh, Rob would have already fired him uh, with the way he handled the line. Second half. But I think there's oh, that a disaster. Uh, I know. See, uh, I think there's a floor there with the Kellen Moore um, that I think 
is what this team needs right now. And that's why I would be optimistic. But Rob, you got your guy who delights motion. Yeah. You know, Sean, I think you just, you just touched upon a, a, a big point that I was going to say. I think Kellen Moore is probably the highest floor higher that we could have ma- made. Yeah. I, I yeah. think his potential for, you know, absolutely tanking is very low because he has what, like five seasons now calling plays. So he's, he is a somewhat known commodity and say what you want about his time in Dallas, but they had some pretty prolific offenses. I mean, it, top five offenses that he called and, you know, one of the stats that I saw, I can't remember, I think it was actually from his time in Dallas, but they were like number one or top five or something in beating the Blitz, which I love. And I think actually went down after he left in terms of success against the Blitz. And obviously that was a huge flaw of our team this year, not having proper installations to beat the Blitz. So he brings that motion. I really think the motion, I think Devontae Smith could be a monster in an offense with motion. I mean, I think at Alabama, they moved him all over the field. I mean, he's a guy that you know, whatever he weighs, 170 pounds or, or, you know, whatever, get him a clean break off the line, moving across the middle of the field, getting the ball in space and just let him take off. And A.J. Brown, too, you know, get these guys the ball in space and let them get the yak. And we didn't do that this year. And I think you're going to see that coming up. And, um, you know, you're right. I like the Shanahan kind of McVay trees, but I think Kellen Moore brings a lot of those attributes um, and is a, a safer pick, especially, you know, the more I think about it, probably a safer pick in a team that's kind of ready to win now, assuming we can fix the defense a little bit. At least at least the offense is ready to win now. Um, so you bring a guy in and, you know, there is no learning curve. And, and I think you're right, Justin. I think probably from everything I've seen, the biggest flaw with him is maybe some questionable play calling in certain moments, right? I don't think it's, I don't think the flaw is really his scheme. It seems like his scheme is pretty good overall. Um, So you hope that he grows and and continues to learn from some of those play calling moments and and his experience. And um, I mean, he did elevate Dak from a third round pick to, you know, a better player. I know, you know, we still criticize Dak and that's fine, but he was um, an MVP this season though, Rod. Well, no, I know, I know. Um, You know, so I do think he underperformed a bit this year with the Chargers, but they were obviously just such a disaster overall that it's hard to take a ton out of that. They had a lot of injuries. Brandon Staley obviously was on the hot seat the whole year. So I'm kind of willing to write that season off. Uh, And the question is, what can Hurts do in this offense? I mean, it's going to be a big year for Hurts, too, because I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity if, if he can perform well and... Uh, you know, we need to get him back on track. And I think the next important hire is going to be who's the, uh, you know, who's the QB coach going to be. Uh, all reports are that the current QB coach, I think, who was it, Alex Tanney, uh, they kind of are letting go or letting yeah, him shop gone. around for another job. Um, but overall, I, I really, the more I read about it, the more I watch some videos, I really like the hire. Um, I, I, Originally, I was kind of allured a little bit by the Kingsbury talk, obviously another guy that had some play calling experience. But I think the more I looked at this, I actually like Helen Moore more. I think he's a more reliable pick and 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 will be good. So honestly, I, I think they did about as good as they could in terms of getting the team ready to win now, because like Sean said, the other guys sound great, but 
it could be boom or bust. I mean, you don't know. Can a can a QB coach trans just because they were in you know Shanahan or McVay's system transition to calling plays? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, we thought Brian Johnson could, and and really he couldn't. Um, so I think Kellen Moore was a was a great hire, and I don't know if that was the Nick hire or Howie hire. I strongly suspect it was probably more on the Howie side. That's just me guessing, but um, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, I doubt they're giving uh, Nick total free reign. <laughs> Nick, uh, yeah, we totally trust you after we decided maybe not <laughs> to fire you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, now you back to you doing everything. No, I'm and sure they did I'm, interview Kellen Moore actually when they hired Nick. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, honestly, would you hire someone uh, as your assistant that you know <laughs> that your boss might want to? Fu- <laughs> your boss had a meeting where he basically begged for your job. <laughs> Then are you going out of your way to hire an assistant that they also interviewed for that job? Like, no way. <laughs> this is definitely like, hey, Nick, we like Kellen Moore, so don't screw this up and let him do all the heavy lifting. You kind of rally the troops, and he has. I mean, you know, I, again, I, I think it's like it ended so bad, and it was such a bottoming out. It taints his entire run here. But I think, you know, if you're being pragmatic – you got to kind of take a step back. Like it is tough to find good head coaches in the NFL. That's why like seven or eight get fired every year because no one has any sort of patience to let these guys develop as coaches. So hopefully it, it is a learning experience here for Sirianni um, uh, kicking it over to the defensive side. Fangio, Justin, how say you Nick Fangio or sorry. Yeah. Vic Fangio. I called Nick Fangio, uh, Vic Fangio, veteran guy, um, yeah, overall pretty good off defense. It seems like you have to have some talent. My early thought is, do we have the cornerbacks for a Vic Fangio system? I imagine that's going to be one of the top priorities getting a better, uh, getting, I mean, Bradbury is not going to be on the team would be my bold prediction. Um, and I think we have to replace him with a veteran slay. They probably still hang on to. But I think Fangio, you do need some like decent cornerbacks. That's my only initial thought here. But how say you on the Fangio hire, Justin? Uh I, I'm fine with it, I guess, at this point. Um, it makes sense. Like uh, like we were talking about, just with the stability of the team with all the changes. You got Sirianni. I think you needed an old school guy who you could rely on. If we were talking about Kellen having, you know, the highest floor, I'd say Fangio's probably there as well. Um, the one thing I am concerned about though is you know, as we put it out, Desai is, you know, a product of him as well as uh, Gannon, you know, that system. And if we know anything, Eagles fans do not like that system, you know. Uh, and Gannon did with it as good as you could do out of any of these defenses, defensive coaches, uh, arguably better than Fangio if you look at the stat line. So uh, yeah. it is going to be interesting, as you pointed out, you know, with the corners we have, who have struggled, you know, especially this past season in Slay and Bradbury specifically. Um, hopefully Fangio, you know, uh, is able to get them up to speed. And I'm hoping they can thrive in the system like they did with Gannon. But uh, we will see, especially with with the, what we've seen in the past, especially with the fan base. Yeah, and I would say, too, I, I think they brought in two guys with a bunch of experience, not not only coordinators, but, um, yeah, just just a bunch of, uh, you know, just a bunch of experience, period, and guys who, 
I don't know. Like maybe Kellen Moore uh, gets a shot here uh, to be a you know uh, a head coach, but I, I don't know. It does it. It doesn't feel like there's someone breathing down Nick's neck at least early on. But you're right. I mean, maybe they do end up swapping Kellen Moore out. Um, and you're right about the system. I would say this though too. Like, you know, we see this every year in the NFL when you dominate in turnover uh, differential, it usually balances out. Uh, and then vice versa. I think I think Fangio is going to benefit from like us having good turnover luck uh, next year on the defensive side. Now, offensive side, if you suck, you just turn it over. But defense, like a lot of that, it sounds stupid, but a lot of like the fumble recovery, the tip balls, like some of that is luck year to year. It does feel like we're due to go positive again next year. So hopefully that uh, helps the defense hit the ground running. Rob, where are you at with Fangio? Yeah, you know. First of all, thank you, Jonathan Gannon, because it just wasted a year to get to where we would have been last year. Because uh, you know they would have <laughs> hired him last year. Was was the um, side that bad? I don't think we'll ever really know if the side was that well, bad. Well, I mean, look, uh, but clearly they would have hired him last year had Gannon not had his little shenanigans. So, um, anyway, you know, I kind of came into it and I wanted to just go a whole new way, right? Maybe a more aggressive defense that blitzed or, or whatever, but clearly they like the Fangio. So I like the hire. I mean, I think he's a guy that has a proven track record and it's always best to have the architect of the scheme versus someone that's learned from the architect, right? Like he's the guy that knows it inside and out better than everyone. It seems like a lot of his disciples, so to speak, have never truly had as good a success as he has. Uh, Gannon, yeah, you could argue had that one year. Um, but overall, I think, you know, Vic is is really the guy. And more importantly, I think he's a guy that come in and can come in and be that adult in the room, bring some, um, you know, discipline to our defense that I does think need it. And frankly, I think also can bring some, you know, Influence to Howie. I think he is a guy that can come in and say, hey, don't waste my time hiring me if you're not going to address these positions on defense. Like, I think his scheme does require good linebackers. It does require good corners. So, and I think he's a guy that clearly has enough clout that Howie's and Howie's going to have to listen to him. So that may be the biggest benefit of this hire is that I don't think he's a guy that Howie can ignore and just give him whatever pieces he's he wants. I, I think he's a guy that if you're spending the money to bring in, you got to give him the pieces to make the defense successful. And that's, I think, probably what I'm most optimistic about. I mean, I think I heard... Pretty sure it was Chris Long was giving him a rave review. Uh, I heard a couple other former players that played with him that really liked him. I know there's some reports that the Miami players didn't like him. I don't know what was going on down there. You know, who knows? Um, but I, I think overall, it's a very good hire, um, especially if that's the scheme you want to stay in. And I think it's going to force Howie to finally address some of those positions we've been ignoring. And it seems like he's he already has kind of autonomy to get his staff together because we're starting to see filter out potentially some some hires for his staff, a defensive line coach from the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. And I also think I saw a potential uh defensive backs coach that had like coached four all pros in the defensive backfield in the last two years. So uh that sounded good too. I don't I haven't done a deep dive or had a chance to look into those people yet, but um, clearly th there's a huge overhaul going on and I, I think it's good. So 
I mean, overall, I really think I don't want to say knocked it out of the park with these two coordinator hires, but I would give them both A's. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't really know till the rubber hits the road, but you you mentioned it like the staff. A guy like uh, Fangio, who's been around the league for so long, so respected, you would imagine has some pretty good leads on who to bring in. Um, and I sent it to our group text. I don't know if you've seen this dude, uh, Clint Hurt, uh, oh, yeah. the D-line coach for uh, <laughs> for Seattle. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> this guy is this guy is gigantic. Uh, people were joking <laughs> about him uh, rotating in for Jordan Davis on uh, on some pass downs. Uh, who's a guy we need to get more out of, and who started out really good and then kind of uh, fell apart, unfortunately. All right, uh, I think we set it up with the coaches, but uh, before we get out of here, personnel. Who do we need? What do we need? We uh, already looking to the draft. We're picking twenty second in the first round, but we do have two second rounder. So don't be shocked if how he trades up or you no, know, we'll see uh, if they, if they find someone to me, uh, you know, probably going to have to replace. Well, I don't even know. Do they, do they try and replace Kelsey or do they, uh, they just figure it out internally? That's a good question. Well, I don't think they're replacing Kelsey. Cause I think you already replaced him with Jurgens. Yeah. The question is, yeah. Can someone like a Tyler Steen now fill in a guard for Jurgens, or do you have to do you have to draft a guard? I, I think that's the real question. So I think I, I think early we do go defense. I wouldn't be surprised because we need a we need some young guys back there. Um, you know, Reed and Reed looked kind of good. Sidney Brown had some moments, but I would still it still feels like we could use a first round cornerback. But what were you saying, Justin? Uh, no, I, I was just going to say, I could see us drafting another lineman, but I, I don't disagree with you, Sean. I think, I think we definitely go corner early. Um, now I, I don't know if, if how he changes the way he's done things though. I, I could, I can't imagine us going linebacker any, any earlier than the fourth round still. Um, at this point, I think he's stuck with that philosophy and it, you know, it, it's worked out for him. If you look at the Super Bowl, it, oh, if you look at the Super Bowl, we were able to get there with his philosophy intact. And obviously that took a back seat this season, but I think that was more due to, uh, Bradbury just completely sucking it up and slay underachieving this season as well. Yeah, Rob, I, you- I will say too in the secondary, you know, I do think some of these younger guys have some potential, right? I, I think, you know, the, the Ricks, the don't forget, we also signed that corner from the Colts uh, to a future oh, contract yeah, you're that right. was suspended and, and he could come back. Now, obviously, he hasn't played in a year and assuming he gets reinstated, but if I remember right, he was a starter. So, you know, he could bring us some depth as well. Um, you know, I agree. I think Bradbury won't get back. I, I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if they took a linebacker before round four, if Fangio thinks it's necessary. Um, I don't think we're taking one in the first round. But if, if you know, I think we got torched so much on defense for ha- having a linebacker that 
if you know Fangio said no, this this has to be a need. I I think he would do it. I, I do think this season probably taught him something. Um, you know, otherwise though, I agree. Either safety or corner help is is paramount. I mean, I think the line you could kind of defer a little bit if you want for a year, um, maybe some depth. But you know, and I think on offense, I, I think. You know, you're pretty well said. I'd still like a, a third receiver. I, I hope Quez is not back. Um, and honestly, we could use a running back at some point. Uh, you know, I don't know if they re-sign Swift. They're probably not going to want to pay him, so probably not. And, you know, I don't want to go into the season with just Gainwell. So hopefully they, you know, either sign someone cheap again or, you know, consider drafting a running back at some point. But yeah, I'm not right. saying first round or anything, but at some point. Yeah, running back's good, you know, third round, fourth round, maybe even that second second rounder if there's someone you're really in love with. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do uh, free agency-wise. It does feel like they like veteran corners, although it would be nice to to draft one, get them in the house. Uh, Legereus Sneed has been playing really well for the Chiefs, so it'll be interesting um, to see how he he's like a, a much better uh, Bradbury. So he might be a kind of an interesting guy uh, to keep an eye on, but yeah, I, I want to see us load up on defensive guys um, and they got to do something for linebacker. I understand you don't want to spend a ton, but to your point, like that's why it kind of makes sense almost drafting one just because then you don't have to pay uh, a ton in free agency. Like I get not wanting to spend money on linebacker, but it, you have to either spend money or at least, some decent pick or you're going to end up with what we ended up. It was uh, gosh, just a disaster. Uh, it's just tough to get a good linebacker unless you're willing to use that pick early. You know, yeah. those guys, those top end guys just seem to go. And then you do the evaluation and you're like, man, is it worth it to potentially gamble on this guy in the second round? You know? Yeah. But no, I mean, if, if we could get a guy who's like, you know, able to fill that void all for it, but it just doesn't seem like we've been in that position to even get a guy like that at this point. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, I, I feel like there's, yeah, we could, you know, we could have drafted linebacker instead of, um, you know, some of the stuff we've done previous, but I, I do like their overall philosophy of building through offensive and defensive line. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just gonna, gonna, Gonna 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 bite you in the ass there, um, Rob. Any any anyone else we're looking to draft? You said third third receiver. I could see that. Um, I mean, they really have to give up on Quez Watkins. I assume they're going to give up on Quez. Thank you, Sean. I agree. <laughs> hey, I I gave up on Quez. All right. I, I he you know I was I was holding out hope. He had that one uh, one pass that was deep, and I I liked it. But yeah, I mean, I turned the quarter on Quez. I expect the Eagles to do the same thing. I think we should make a bet this season, maybe like a over under thing on somebody who you're high on, Sean. And yeah. if they don't achieve that, you have to buy their jersey. <laughs> All so right, like you would have a Watkins jersey at the end of this season oh, if you had no. been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about? And we'll. It's a good place to close out, but. Uh, what about, uh, on, on the defensive side, any of the young guys you think, cause I feel like we have a group of core young guys that are going to transition. Who is the young guy to keep an eye out for next year on the defensive side of the ball? Does Nicobe Dean, is he completely cooked? Um, you know, I, what, 
I know Ringo has kind of struggled. I don't think he's high necessarily on anybody's list, but I feel like I do like his aggressiveness and maybe part of the aggressiveness is out of desperation, but maybe he's a guy you could see fill a little bit of that void, especially with, as you pointed out, Sean, I think you said uh, Sneed's a better version of Bradbury. And I think you could have said that about any corner at this point in the league. (laughs) They're just a better version of him. So I don't know. He's just a guy who I thought of when, when you started to bring that up. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, I liked uh, Sidney Brown, and I know he wasn't perfect. Yeah. He had a couple bad plays, but, you know, the unfortunate reality is he tore his ACL so late in the season that I don't even know how much we're going to see him next year. So, unfortunately, yeah. he could almost be a, a 226 or, or, you know, 225 start of the season at, at this point. Um, but but I, I did like him, so I thought he had some potential. And I kind of agree with you, Justin. I think Ringo, you know, with the right – person uh you know the right coaching has potential to develop into something so um you know i i think there is some depth potentially there with that isaiah rogers i you know that i mentioned as well that maybe we don't need to address every position and we can grow some of these guys i mean nothing was better you know when the eagles had like you know shepherd and brown two young guys that came in together yeah. or a year apart whatever they were and we were we just knew we had some young starters and could bank on them for years um i'd love to see us get into that kind of situation again i'll say this uh i know maybe somewhat disappointing uh rookie year uh well certainly jalen carter i do think still has a ton of potential kind of dropped off like everyone on the team uh second and a half but <clears throat> Sorry. I will say Nolan Smith, I think, still has a chance mm-hmm. to be something. Uh okay. and I think him in the Fangio system in like a true three four is kind of interesting. So he had some flashes there towards the end, got out uh on the field, got a couple sacks. I think Nolan Smith, early, early prediction, Nolan Smith's gonna have a big year. I, he's going to be my Quez Watkins. Uh, I have to buy a jersey if he doesn't do anything this year. I think that's a good pick. I, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with that. And he may honestly. I mean, the three four is. I, I get it. Fangio runs more of a three four, but everything's such a hybrid these days that who even knows what that means really. But if anyone, it, I do agree. He kind of could it be even a better fit, leaning more on the three four side because he's a little undersized, right, to be a pure yeah. edge guy. So. Um, yeah, I, I like that, Sean. I think that's. A good I think pick. I think he could benefit from it. And right. I'm telling you now, extend Devontae Smith in the yeah. offseason because I think he could have a monster year. Not that he hasn't had great years already, but I think he could have a monster year in the new system. Hmm. I like that. I mean, you you talk. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that play against the Giants where he just caught it in stride and just kept running like the dude. Uh, he did feel like he was slightly misused this season and in general. So, all right. Uh, wrapping it up for the Eagles 2023 season. Looking ahead. Uh, hey, that'll do it for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. For Rob, for Justin, I'm Sean. Second the money green. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>